The Leap to Freedom Show, Episode 5. Welcome to the Leap to Freedom Show, 20 minutes or less of inspiration and practical tools for those that want to take the leap and live a life of freedom and purpose. I am Maria Condi. Let's get started. Hello and welcome everyone to the Leap to Freedom Show. Today we are talking about all things plain big. If you are a woman that has huge visions for yourself and is still playing small, then this episode is just for you. I am Maria Condi. I am a life and business strategist, and I help people create extraordinary lives for both their business and their life to make sure they're intertwined together beautifully. With that, um, we're going to dive into today's talk on playing big. So we're going to talk about three things that how it shows up in our lives and a couple things we can do to get past that. So one of the top things that I see with people of how it shows up in their lives is thinking that they need to learn more. They need to take another course. They need to read more books. They need to, the list is long. So unless you are an accountant and you want to be a neurosurgeon, you really often don't need to get more education. But if you're a business person trying to just do, you know, something that you know and you love, well, you probably have a lot of what you need already. You don't need to go do more courses and learn more things. Yes, there are times where you need small bits of things, but you don't have to let it hold you back, basically, is what I'm saying in this. Often we will have it stop us from doing what we really want to be doing. We come up with the excuse that, oh, just this one more course is going to get me there. You know, there's people, you know, I've done it taking courses on creating courses. And while I learned a lot in doing that, it wasn't what I needed. I needed to create the course and put myself out there in front of my market and sell the course. Yes, you can learn more and making your course better helps by doing those courses. That helps you fine tune things and, you know, but often what happens is in all of these, everything I'm gonna say today stems from fears. But that number one thing I see is often is that we need more education. I'm a lifelong learner. So for me, I'm always feeling like I need to get more education things. I've learned that I don't have to. And I have a huge wealth of knowledge in me because I've been a lifelong learner and I've been in business for 30 years. So, you know, you have to go back to saying to yourself, which we'll get into a little bit more on this after, what tools and resources do I already have? and work with that. Where do I need to add a little bit or where can I get some education on those other pieces? And often we don't have to take that education in the scope that we think we do. Often it's gonna be, oh, can I go find, Google is amazing at everything, right? Often we can just go on there, maybe listen to a podcast or two to get enough to get us traction to get going, right? So that's number one. That's thinking that you need more education. The next thing I wanna talk about is this is mostly for women, men run into this too, is that we have an attachment for praise and criticism and fear surrounding all that. Um, a lot of that is in upbringing. Think about, even think about your parenting. I, I, when I was thinking about these, I was thinking about my own parenting. Am I doing this in my parenting to my child? Am I giving praise in the right areas? Am I criticizing the right way? All those things. You know, a lot of that, I came from a, my father was highly critical of everything I did. And I watched it even with my sister. You know, even as adults, I watched 
him say things about both of us and about my my nephew and my daughter and just highly critical and that shows up in how you present yourself to the world or whether or not you take action or whether you're playing big or playing small you're going to play small if you've lived in a highly critical world because you're going to be afraid to branch out of that you know we have then we have this opposite side where we have this attachment for praise that's you know i don't i don't want to use the words that we don't have high self-esteem but because you can have high self-esteem but still needing that praise we often wait for people to give us that feedback that says you're good or bad or i like it or i don't like it or i like you or i don't like you i'd like your offer i don't like your offer and we wait for those to happen as opposed to just putting ourselves forward and waiting for that tribe that likes what we're doing to just show up and as soon as we get one little iota of criticism or one negative feedback we often retract right and instead of just saying okay that's that person's view and i'm going to keep going forward which is not that easy to do definitely and the third thing where um what i want to talk about is about collecting and curating ideas from others because you do need to pay attention to what other people are doing to a certain degree when you're starting a new business for instance you need to be able to assess what your competitors are doing right so you need to and need to find your space in there that you can go into because you know the great book is the blue ocean theory and there's you want to find your space in that area that no one else is swimming basically you need to look at what they're doing but you don't need to create your life and your business around what others are doing and i will talk about both life and business because it shows up in both this is a keeping up with the joneses are you creating and curating your life around what other people are doing you know i'm all about creating the life that you want having life on your terms and building your business around that same when it comes to creating your life and your business you need it to be authentically yours nobody else's your life is yours to live and yes you will come up against some and both in business and in life people that don't like the way you do things that's gonna that's just the way life is you're never going to be able to please every single person and yes there are lots of people pleasers out there and you're saying but how do i ah it's scary waters when you when you're doing that but what's happening is it's stopping you from playing big building the life that you want building the business that you want at big levels it's keeping you staying small so let's backtrack a bit on those ones thinking that you need more education and i you know i used to see this even in the corporate world a lot where people would think well if i just had my mba i could do this so i would be interviewing people who are in their 20s with an mba with no life or work experience whatsoever and to me that's sort of a waste of an mba personally that's my personal opinion that's my personal view too of an mba is you're contributing to that program when you go into mba program it's not just about you you're in a cohort of people and i think it's what you bring to the table too it's not just about you getting an ed education it's what you take out it's a, it's a bigger piece to that i was doing some advanced studies at a university in vancouver about um for not for profit it was all these people in this not for profit industries that you know all the directors and vps coming together and bringing all their expertise to this program they were still learning and taking away stuff because this is about higher levels of leadership in that um space 
And for me, I didn't, I was trying to learn more about the not-for-profit world. So for me, going in with no experience in that world was very daunting and intimidating because all these people around me were coming with years and years and years of experience. But I was still stepping forward into that space. Scarier because I didn't have any experience in it. I had years of business experience, but not specifically to not-for-profit. So that was, um, you know, when you talk about getting more education, be careful about how much of it you need, whether it be in your personal life or your business. And often too, um, I just want to add to this because I was on a call a little bit earlier with my cohort of people that I'm working with right now for, you know, I'm a lifelong learner and coaching. I'm in a group coaching uh, program right now to really scale businesses. And we got into the discussion on, you know, when do you hire, when do you hire people to do things, right? When you start scaling your businesses, you need to let go of things. And often we will educate ourselves around the things that we don't know how to do, but maybe we should actually be having somebody else do those things for us. Okay. It's like putting a roof on your house. Yes. You could go to Google and YouTube and figure out how to put a new roof on your house, or maybe your time is just better spent hiring somebody to do it. So with that, um, think about the education, think about how you, why you're doing it. Okay. And is it really going to serve you? And make sure that your perceptions of that are accurate too. You know, I go back to the MBA, a young person thinking an MBA is going to get them that next best job. Well, no, starting at the ground and getting some real life, tangible experience is going to get them to that next level. Because even if they got hired at that higher level with no experience in life, it's going to be so hard for them to learn and understand and to be an effective leader if they don't have that prior experience. So I'm on a tangent about leadership now. I've digressed. <laughs> Another thing I'm very passionate about. So going back about attachment to praise and criticism. And I'm going to start layering in things that we can do about it now because especially on the praise and criticism side, there's a great book out there called Psycho, uh, what's it called? Psycho Cybernetics by Maxwell that talks about the feedback loop or feedback system. When we're going in a direction to something and things are derailing, you know, you have that feedback loop that actually puts you back on track. So if you're getting some criticism or, you know, things like that, you need to listen to it carefully and saying, okay, is that maybe, is it valid feedback? And if it is, then you need to use that to course correct. If it's just somebody that is, that criticism, criticism is all about them, then you need to step away from that and not own that. If it is, you know, so there's two different types of criticism there. There's the course correcting criticism, and it's not even criticism. Those are more, those are course correcting. It's feedback. And how we take that, sometimes we take it as criticism. So you need to do some journaling around it, do some self-reflection, because it's triggering you somehow, right? You're taking it as criticism. It could be just course correction. I used to tell myself, you need to get some thick skin, <laughs> which you do to a certain degree. If you're wanting to play big, you need to toughen up a little bit. You need to not have every little piece of criticism squash you. So you need to look at that. Is it constructive feedback or is it true criticism? That is somebody else's issue. 
Is somebody else trying to rain on your parade because you are doing something fabulous? Look at those two different avenues with that and your attachment to that and how you're processing that. And even praise. How are you processing the praise? Often we don't take praise very well in the sense that we don't, um, we deflect it a lot and deflate that to keep us playing a lower game here and a smaller game. I also want to layer in here one other big thing, and it's how do you define big? 10 years ago, my defining big was one thing. Now my defining big is another thing. And you know, I was on a coaching call right before this. We're talking 500 to a million dollars now is the next levels of, of things. That's like, oh, you know, and every person at those next layers of big has some challenges. You know, there's people that go make it to the six figures. Then when you're past the six figures, you're getting the half a million. And then you're up to the million. People that are running seven figure businesses are like, hey, they get they hit another plateau of like, you know, breaks go on and okay, let's process this again. So it's not, you know, everybody experiences that at different levels. I have people that are in the multi, in my group that are in the multi seven figures now. And they're trying to push, you know, I guess it's eight and I know this as an accountant, right? Um, they're trying to hit to that next level. It's quite fascinating to be around and you see, you know, in even today on our group, we have people that are at ground zero and we have people that are in well over the million dollar mark. And it's beautiful to see. I love being in groups like that because we can all come together and collaborate no matter what level you're at and help each other rise up. You know, and it's, it is intimidating. The one person in our group that is at ground zero, she's starting from zero. We help her with all that we know to help her go up to that next level. And I love it. It works out beautifully. So taking that feedback system to help you grow and taking it wisely. So define what big is to you because big for every person is going to be a little bit different, right? And setting goals, it's great to have big audacious goals. I love that. And we have to bring it back down and say, okay, what's that next step? Because when you have these big goals, often they can be so big that you, they make you inactive. You don't take any action. You go, oh my God, that's just way too big. I can't do that. Yes, I have that big carry vision, but how do I even begin? And I love, because everything I do is about taking the leap, right? Well, now I'm bringing in little leaps. So what's the next little leap you can do towards that big goal you have? So in my programs, I help people break things back down. So we have this fabulous life vision that we want. How do we bring it down to at two o'clock today? What am I going to do? Take little leaps. Think of one little thing you can do right now that is in a positive direction towards what you want to be doing in your bigger vision. And, you know, the other piece of feedback today was about that feedback loop. Looking at that feedback loop to saying, am I course correcting or am I, you know, is that criticism or that feedback coming to me, stopping me in my tracks and making me play small? Or is it, was that actually constructive? That's going to, if I use that, am I going to get up to that playing bigger space? Okay. So I hope that helped you today. This is all about, I love, you know, in everything I do about taking that next step towards where we're going. 
And today it's about little leaps. Some people can do great big leaps, but majority of the people out there can't do those great big leaps. Little leaps is where it's at. And I believe in that in so many different avenues of whether it's life, business, whatever it is, take that next one step towards where you're aiming for and you will, you're going to get there. But don't let things squash you down and keep you plain small. Things like, and they're all excuses. They're all because we have fear and we make up self-sabotaging behaviors and that all comes together, right? And stops us from playing big. You know, there's multiple layers in there when it comes to playing big. These are just a couple of the things that I see fairly regularly with my clients, with groups I'm in. And I want you to just think about that, create that awareness. What is it doing? How is it slowing you down? And is it real? And what can you do? And it's usually those baby steps, little leaps that are going to get you to that next space. I hope you all have a fabulous day. I have, if you want to learn more about what I do, you can head on over to mariacondi.com. Thank you for listening in today.